Welcome to Vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org, or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. their tents under the stars and went to sleep. Sometime in the middle of the night, Holmes woke Watson up and said, Watson, look up at the sky and tell me what you see. Watson replied, I see millions and millions of stars. Holmes said, and what do you deduce from that? Watson replied, well, if there are millions of stars, and if even a few of those have planets, it's quite likely that some planets are like ours out there. And if there are a few planets like Earth, there also might be life. And Holmes said, Watson, you idiot, it means that somebody stole our tent. (laughs) And sometimes when we read the Bible, we try so hard to find a deeper meaning in the word that we've missed the obvious. It's staring us right in the face and we miss it. And we're just like Watson, gazing up at the mystery of God's word and missing the everyday truth. And Christmas is no exception. Christmas, we try to attend to the deeper truth that that the Son of God came to earth and all that might mean in a kind of protest at the the commercialisation, but we still miss the point. And at Christmas, we we often look back to a moment in history when something remarkable and miraculous happened, (coughs) imagining what it would have been like if only we'd been there, imagining what it, it will be like when he comes again, but we miss the obvious. In Matthew chapter 1, the angel tells Joseph this. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And this phrase, God with us, it's just been going round and round my head the last few weeks. And it's just, it's kind of, what does that actually mean, God with us? John Wesley, who was the great founder of the Methodist Church, he said as he was dying, his very last words that came from his lips were, the best of all is God with us. He died with that on his lips. And so I just want to look at these three words, God with us. So first of all, Jesus is God with us. Secondly, he's God with us. And thirdly, he's God with us. Did you notice the difference? So the first one, Jesus is God. And the simple meaning of Christmas is this, that the creator, the king of the universe, has become a human being. That's the message of Christmas. (coughs) Everything else is secondary. Peace on earth, joy to the world, all the things that we talk about, they're all great, but they all come from this, that Jesus was born as a human being. He was born as one of us. That's the meaning of Christmas. That's where it all began. And this is the first place in the Bible where Jesus was introduced. And right at the beginning of Matthew, right away we're told that Jesus is God. And I'm not going to go into like a whole history and theology lesson of why Jesus is God. But if you are really interested in this, there's a fantastic book called Mere Christianity, which is written by the great C.S. Lewis. And it goes, I just want to read you a quote from it, but I really recommend you read it. If you kind of think, well, where is it? Why is Jesus God? But I'd really recommend you read this book. 
So he says, a man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with the man who says he's a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something else. And you can, uh, a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord of God. But let's not come with any patronising nonsense about him being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. Now it seems obvious to me that he was neither a lunatic nor a fiend, and consequently, however strange or terrifying or unlikely it may seem, I have to accept the view that he was and is God. So that's the first point. He's God with us. Secondly, he's God with us. And I love this part. That the great God, of all, with all his majesty, infinitely great in the universe, has put himself into a form of witness. He's come alongside. He's entered into an intimate relationship with us. He's God with us. And I think this is what we're all longing for. There was an author... Um, an atheist author called Julian Barnes and he said I don't believe in God but I miss him and we all know that don't we there's kind of this deep longing in us that actually we miss God and the message of Christmas it's this truth that Jesus was born so, so he could show us that he loves us and that he's with us to say I'm here I feel your pain and he says, I'm going to come and I'm going to be just like you. I'm going to watch people, I'm going to watch loved ones die. I'm going to stand at the grave of people that have died. I'm going to share in the hurt of the world as I walk to the cross. If God stepped into our world so that love could win over our law, over our pain, over our fears, and even our death. And until Jesus showed up on the scene, whenever the presence of God came, what did it look like? I don't know whether any of you have read any of the Old Testament, but when the presence of God came, he was always something really dramatic. He was like a pillar of fire, a tabernacle of smoke, a glory cloud, a whirlwind. But when God shows up in Jesus, he came as a baby. <coughs> and there's nothing like a baby. You know, when kids get to the age of three or four, you can't kind of pick them up quite as easily or hug them. My, my, our kids are taller than me now. And um, I can't pick them up anymore. Really sad. And they don't really want me to pick them up anymore. <laughs> you can pray for me later. But like little babies, they're the most intimate and familiar form of human existence. I see Matt there with his tiny little baby stuck to his chest. And you pick them up, don't you? And they're always there. You can kiss them and hug them. They're completely open, they're completely vulnerable, completely accepting of you. So why would God come at this time in the form of a baby, when the last time he was a tornado and a pillar of fire? Because this time, Jesus Christ has come to take away the barrier, so that it's not just God, the most dramatic, powerful God, but he's God with us. And if we've, if, we've, if we've accepted Jesus' gift of salvation, we're never alone. We enjoy the presence of the Almighty God every single day. He's always available for conversation. We always have someone to talk to. 
He walks through life with us. He's there in our celebration. He's there in our grief. He's there in our pain. He's there in our strength. He's there in our weakness. He comforts and he heals. He's with me in my pain and my joy. Nothing makes him shrink away. Nothing makes him fall back. And we get to create this life with God. And he knows what it's like to be human because he was. It's mind-blowing. He knows what it's like to be human, and yet he's God. And at Christmas, these three words come off the page and into our lives. Jesus is God with us. I remember my really good friend um, Kelly died of cancer five years ago almost to the day. And she was a single mom leaving a 13-year-old daughter. And God was with me at that time. All the pain, all the grief, I know that God was with me comforting me, even in the middle of my questions. And then I know also that God was with us. We, Stephen, I had the privilege of praying for this lady with stage four cancer and she got completely healed. God was with us then. He's with us in the pain and he's with us in the joy. And the obvious truth of Christmas, which is so often missed in the sparkle and the glitter, is that God didn't just come for the blessed and the joyous. He came for those who hurt. And the good news of Christmas and Jesus' birth is that when we're looking up at the stars or out at the world, wondering if we're alone, we can truthfully say that we're not. God is with us. Christmas was never meant to be something that we look back on without attending to the Christmas that's right in front of us. Christmas was never meant to be a miraculous night in Bethlehem, but it was meant for the ordinary moments here and now and tomorrow. That was, the tent was the thing that Watson missed. But for many of us, the thing that's missing in our Christmases today are those things that are never spoken of. Like the fact that there are family and friends that we love and we might not see again. Or the financial pressures that Christmas can bring. Or the anxiety that we have when so much expectation is put on Christmas to be just perfect. Or the depression that people feel due to loneliness. Even in a room full of family. This is the obvious, and yet it's missed so often that God is with us. And lastly, Jesus, Jesus isn't just God with us. He isn't just God with us. He's God with us. Jesus didn't come for gifts or nostalgia or tradition. He came for the brokenhearted. He came for the lonely, the forgotten, the homeless, the poor, the despised, the widow. Jesus was born in a backwater town of no significance, surrounded by animals, adored by shepherds, <coughs> cared for by a teenage mother, embarrassed and despised by her culture for not being married. The people that can receive this gift are the, are the people that come without references and without arguments. That's the us. What he wants are people to come and say, I've got nothing. You owe me nothing. I deserve nothing. I'm just a shepherd. You've got no reason to accept me. There's a, there's a great saying which goes, all you have is nothing. But a lot of people don't have nothing. They have their arms full of stuff, don't they? They say, but you should accept me because of this, or I'm too hurt because of this. And we just come to God with nothing, knowing that Jesus has done it for us. This is the us. So he's God, he's God with us, and he's God with us.
Why don't we stand and pray? Jesus, I thank you that you are God. I thank you that in your very nature you are the king of the universe and yet you came down as a tiny baby. Thank you that you took on all the vulnerability of being a baby. Thank you that you're with us in the pain. Thank you that you're with us in the joy. Thank you you're with us in the suffering. That you're with us in the questions. And thank you that we just come completely as we are. No baggage, no arguments. We just say, come and have our lives because you serve everything. Thank you, God. I would pray that this Christmas we might know your witness even more. We might know that you're with us in everything that we do. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.